Welcome to Her Story Podcast. My name is Paige, and as my Genius Hour project, I'll be highlighting influential women in sports and the struggles or adversities that they have to face to bring their A-game. I've been coughing, like, all day. Oh, no. I don't know why. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome, or welcome back to Her Story Podcast. My name is Paige, and today with me, I have Katie. She Yay. played soccer in college at Bridgewater College. And you can go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit if you want to. Hello, everyone. Yes, uh, my name is Katie, formerly white. I am now married, so my last name is Gutierrez. But um, but yeah, yeah, I grew up in playing lots of soccer and played a little bit of basketball, too, but then ended up focusing mainly on soccer and playing in at Bridgewater, D3. All right, so I was just telling you how we make people feel comfortable when <laughs> starting. Yeah. This is something new, and I forgot to do it in my last episode okay. that I recorded. It's not out yet. But I'm going to do icebreaker questions that you don't know yet. Oh, So gosh. they're like, they're not bad. No, let's do it. Think, I'm game. I think you'll be fine. <laughs> so what's your favorite pregame song to listen to to get you hyped? Or now it doesn't have to be pregame, but like your favorite hype song. Yeah, yeah. I know. I'm trying to think back. I'll probably mention this, but I, I'm, I haven't played soccer actually formal, formally, I guess, in a, a while. I graduated from Bridgewater in 2018, so it's been since then, so I had, since I had a real pregame song, but um, I mean, I think for me, thinking back, and even now if I'm like trying to go for a run or something, mm-hmm. um, I like some like rock, I guess. I don't know if, that, if that's lame. I, I guess some some rock music like my dad was super into like Led Zeppelin and some of these other mm-hmm. kind of like um, I guess it's like eighties or seventies or something. Um, so I like some rock in there. Um, now I listen to lots of um, <laughs> this also might be lame, but like Christian rap. Oh, it's so good. It is so good. Like the stuff we play before rap. Yes. Color yes. All that stuff is like so good. So I would say for now it would be that. But back in the day, it was probably like some like some rock, honestly. <laughs> All right. What's your favorite pregame meal? Or now it could just be like your favorite meal. Yes. Or it or it could be like a post game. Oh gosh. I think I had to have a banana. Honestly, a banana was like. I think kind of the main, uh, we used to get these little um, packages, like Bridgewater would give us these, um, especially for away games, they would send us with like a little package of like snacks and stuff, and there was always a banana in there. So I always had a banana, um, got to get that potassium in. Um, I loved like, I'm, I'm still a big like yogurt and granola person though. I love like, a, yeah. like a, something sweet. I have a big sweet tooth, okay? So I loved like some yogurt and granola too. Yeah, I love a good plain bagel with cream cheese. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. I get so nervous before stuff, that's the only thing I can stomach. That can calm your stomach. Yeah. That's cool. Like I got at our tournament, we went out one morning because we were in Myrtle Beach and there was a marathon the morning that we were playing. It was like we were staying on Ocean Boulevard and that's where the marathon was. So we had to leave extra early Uh before my game. And it wasn't like I had an 8 a.m. game. It was like like 9.30. Cool. So we went out to eat somewhere, which we wouldn't normally do. And I got like avocado toast and I couldn't eat it because I was just so nervous. Yes. I ate like one piece and that was it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A bagel is a good choice. Mm -hmm. I love a good bagel. 
and after games oh tropical smoothie okay <laughs> yeah. it's different a good smoothie oh that sounds so refreshing even right now oh. mm-hmm. yeah i have a tropical one. smoothie cafe every meal every day i do have to say this was like early on i was probably in elementary school when this mm-hmm. happened but my dad used to promise he used to <laughs> this is probably so bad he used to say if you score a goal we're gonna get a mcdonald's mcflurry <laughs> So that was always like my motivation. See, it was I like, would do that now for a cookout milkshake. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I can't even eat dairy like that anymore. So I wouldn't. I would never do that nowadays. But back in the day, that was like my after game or after practice like treat. Alright. So this is one. I. This is also one of my questions that I'll ask later on. But like, who is specifically like a soccer player? Yeah. That you looked up to growing up or now? Yeah, I was in the hype of Mia Hamm. I know she's probably like your number one answer for for a soccer, a girl soccer player, but she was like everything. Mm -hmm. She was, she was so cool. The Courage, so we have the Courage now, the NC Courage, but we used to have the Courage back in the day. It was like, um, it was the same name, but it was, it was like a different entity at the time, but Mm -hmm. she, she used to play for the Courage, I'm pretty sure. Um, so I used to just love me and him. And then um, I told you my, my dad, he was the principal at the high school I would end up going to, mm-hmm. which is Apex. So um, he was the principal when I was in middle school. And so we would go with him to like all the, the Apex games. So I have some t- like memories of, we used to, my sister and I used to be the ball girls at these like high school <laughs> games. And in my mind, they were like the coolest ever. They were so good and so like, I, c- I could name drop, honestly, like, the Amy Dodd was, like, the best. She was so, she played soccer and basketball just like I did, and um, I was in middle school at the time, so I just looking up to those high school players. Yeah. It probably sounds so silly, but I was just like, oh, ah. like, I, I, like, loved them so much. So See, for me, it's, like, literally any girl that plays soccer, you're awesome. Yeah, like, exactly. You're my best friend. Yes. But, like, during COVID, I got really into soccer, and it yeah. started by, like, watching other soccer teams, and that's why I play soccer now. If it yes. wasn't, honestly, if COVID didn't happen, I think I would still just be dancing, like, it's, before. I am, I was a soccer player that loved to watch soccer. My dad was a big um, a Liverpool supporter um, growing up, so I, I think I've told you this before, but... I grew up just having the games on in the background. Mm-hmm. My dad would always have these English Premier League games on, and at, from an early age, I was just so invested in in these, you know, huge teams. And still now, I have, you know, I have my my own jersey. Like we'll go and watch games together with my dad. It's one of the the best bonding yeah. things for my dad and I was to just like talk about Liverpool and talk about what was happening and. Um, one of my favorite sounds in the world still is like the sound of an English Premier League game, like in the background. Like sometimes when I'm cleaning, even now mm-hmm. I'll turn a game on just because I love, like the sound of of the crowd singing and like yeah. the. It, there's just like it's just such a specific sound. But English I just love fans it. are like another. They're crazy. <laughs> They're insane. I, me and my dad were talking about it, and we love talking about like possible trips and we were talking about a Europe trip because I've been I yes. want to go to Europe so bad yes and I was like we should do like a European soccer tour yes like yeah but we're not going to men's games because <laughs> those ones get so rowdy yes you have to be so careful I ended up going 
Um, I studied abroad when I was in college, actually, and I ended up going while I was over there. I was like, I have to go to a Liverpool game. Like, I can't not go see them play. So I didn't end up going to Anfield in Liverpool, but I went to London, and I went to a West Ham-Liverpool game. But I had to be – I did not wear a Liverpool shirt. I was, like, by myself. I was, like, this college girl all by herself, and the West Ham fans are known for being, like – kind of reckless honestly yeah um so I was I was just not trying to cause any trouble I sat there we ended up Liverpool ended up winning like four nothing and I I didn't even celebrate when we scored I had to hold it all in it was painful but I just you know I was I wasn't trying to make anybody upset yeah even now like most of my friends are not soccer watchers I'll be like I'll talk about a game that I just watched and they're like I don't even know who you're talking about yeah I couldn't tell you a lot of my, the girls on my soccer team are starting to get into, like, the Courage games. Yes. Because me and one of my good friends, Lillian, like, she has season tickets, and oh I just gosh. love the Courage. That's so, a like, dream. we talk about it all the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we, like, were talking about it a lot last season. And then there were, uh, like, two games where pretty much my whole team was there. Yes. And I felt so happy seeing all of them start to be like, wait, I know her. I know her. Yes. And one of, so one of my teammates, her little brother is also my brother's teammate. And I was at the game with her family and he had his Crocs and he really wanted his Crocs to get signed. Oh. But he like, he didn't know any of the girls' names or anything. <laughs> so he's like, Paige, can you get them over here? Like, can you get yes. them to sign this? So his Crocs were loaded with signatures. That's he amazing. Was so happy. That's the best idea. I've never thought about a Croc. Yeah. Like getting a Croc. Sign. People get really creative. Yes, they do. And I respect the courage, it. The courage players are just the best at like meeting fans. Yes. I've I have so many pictures with so many of them. I'm sure you've seen them yes. on Instagram. Yes, I have. They're so cool. I love that they, you know, that the courage is a thing again. Like I said, I'm pretty sure there was a Carolina courage back in the day, but then mm-hmm. they kind of, like, redid it and revamped it. Yeah, the league has fallen through, like, three different times. Yeah. So I'm sure there was at some point one in North Carolina. Yes, but I, I try and go as much as I can to see those courage players. It's so it's so much fun. I'll go to any game, honestly. You, you'll you see me at, you know, high school games. You'll see me at, you know, any you game. you got to come to one of our night games. We have 7 p.m. games on Fridays. Oh, my gosh, I'm so, so there. I'm so there. I'll be there. you got to let me know. Send me I your schedule. I will, I will. <laughs> okay, now we're going to start with, like, the actual questions. So okay, that's... Cool. That's my secret to podcasting. Yeah. The surprise icebreakers. I love it. Okay. So first, can you just, like, explain your sports journey for Yes, I would love to. Yeah, it goes – I literally called my dad before this because I was like, help me remember, like, all these moments. I don't want to forget anything, but – I guess it would start with my parents, honestly. My parents met coaching. They met coaching a girls' team in Wilmington. Yes, it sounds like a joke, but it's not. Um, my parents were coaching the first uh, women's team in Wilmington at, um, at Hoggard High School. And so they met teaching and coaching. And so before I was even born, I feel like I was <laughs> almost like destined to play soccer. But, but then I always tell people, as soon as I could walk, I started playing soccer. Um, there's pictures of me like wobbling around with a ball. Um, I should have brought like a copy of it, but I just for as long as I can remember, soccer's just been just a, a pure love of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then I, I started playing obviously like formally. I still have my parents still have my first uniform, and I like am it's like one of my treasures. I'm like we're not getting rid of this. So I have uh, it's called the Microns. We were called the Microns. It was a little blue T-shirt, um, and I have plenty of pictures of just like early mini kickers, yeah. pictures of me with um, with my little sambas on, and um, and so just from an early age, I was always on a team, and 
Um, I tried other things, but nothing really stuck like soccer did. Um, so I just, I continued and, and I just don't remember a season where I wasn't really playing and um, played in, in middle school. I think my first kind of, um, I guess, club, advanced club team I played for mm -hmm. was something that Castle used to have, which was called YTS. And I'm, I'm like 100% sure that this is not a thing anymore, but it was called yeah. the Youth Training System and it was in Castle. And so I played, that was in, I think, fourth or fifth grade. And then I went to play Classic in, um, I forget what age, but I played for TFC um, for a long time. Played TFC and then um, we were in this thing called, I think, NC Alliance. So then we kind of combined a bunch of clubs. But um, throughout all these years, I'm playing for, you know, my middle school team too. Yeah. I'm sure you know you know the vibe. Um, you play for middle school and club and, and then I played high school and club mm -hmm. and had the incredible opportunity of playing for some incredible coaches, even at school. Um, yeah. I had some of the best coaches I've ever had in my life were my middle school and my high school coaches um, at uh, Salem Middle School and Apex High School. So um, just soccer, soccer, soccer all the time. I loved it. I, I lived it and I breathed it all the time. Um, and I really, it really was my dream to play collegiately. And um, it was just a process of, of playing as much as I could, playing with, sometimes I, they asked me to play with the older team, so at the team that was a year older than me because they, they needed more players, and so I would say yes, I, like I would jump at any opportunity of just being seen <coughs> and, and playing, and I just loved it so much, and so um, I, I can't even tell you what game it was, but the, the coach, um, Michael Van Horn, at Bridgewater College, he saw me play at some point. I didn't even meet him at this point, but then he, he just emailed me, and, and I said, yes like I'd love to come see the school and just learn more about the program so that's kind of how I found out about Bridgewater I didn't even I hadn't even heard of it before the coach uh, coach emailed me and so I, I jumped up there I did it overnight with your cousin <laughs> shout I out to be like where are yes. we gonna have to talk about Amber. that oh, I love Amber so much so I stayed overnight with Paige's cousin Amber um, for my very first overnight at Bridgewater and I I just Loved it so much. I loved um, the thing I remember most is just feeling um, comfortable there and feeling like the girls were mm -hmm. um, just had this family mentality and, and were just so welcoming. And um, I don't know, I just more than anything, I just loved how I felt when I was there. I don't yeah. know how really to describe it. Um, but then played four incredible years at Bridgewater, and it was just some of the best memories of my life. Uh, playing D division three I'm the biggest d3 advocate that you'll meet I loved it so much it was um, it was hard it was a lot of um, you know fitness tests and a lot of regular tests yeah. in school but um, but I just I loved every second of it I really did I feel like people are like I'm not playing in college if I can't go do one and I'm like that's an awful mentality yeah like it's you you're not going to go anywhere without mentality. Yes, and I know. I went to Virginia, but there's so many schools, even in North Carolina. There's mm -hmm. something for everyone. I remember yeah. my coaches telling me, um, you know, if you want to play, there, there's a place for you, most likely. If you, you know, do your research, if you, if you go, if you... Um, if you play, if you just keep playing and going to tournaments and doing these mm -hmm. things, like, you'll, you'll find a good fit for you. So. Yeah. It's also really weird to think about, like, my cousin. So, wait. What year would it have been when you had stayed? So that would have been, I my first fall at Bridgewater was 2014. So that would have been maybe the spring of 2014 or, or maybe the, I think, no, it would have been the fall of 2013 um, oh. because it was during their season, but I wasn't there yet. So it was, I think it was 2013. That's really yeah. weird because like, <laughs> I, oh, 
That's so weird to think about. I know. You stayed with my cousin that spring, and I had, like, I mean, I don't see her all the time, but I just seen her, like, that fall for Thanksgiving. Yeah, so wild. That's really weird to think about. And then I, she randomly messaged me at camp in 2021 she's like hey do you know katie yes yeah i know katie i remember being so mind blown like literally the emoji like was Mm -hmm. i was like what and not only are we connected by my cousin i also interviewed kim shu so go check out her episode guys make sure to listen to that one shout out but they went to high school together yeah (laughs) katie and kim went to high school together yes kim kim really was a little uh i think like two years younger than me or something but yes yeah so so cool Gosh, North Carolina's tiny. <laughs> I know, it gets smaller and smaller every day. <laughs> okay, so you talked a bit about, like, at Bridgewater, how it was hard to balance a lot of that. So mm-hmm. can you go, like, a little bit more in-depth on balancing school and yeah. being a college athlete? Totally. <clears throat> it was so um, fulfilling, but it was, it, yeah, there was definitely moments where you just had to, um, I know, I've heard, I listened to your other podcast so I know some of the other um, ladies have talked about this but just time management time management mm-hmm. you just cannot you won't make it if you can't manage your time well and it's just so different yeah when you're in high school you know your your time is much more structured for you mm-hmm. you know you have school during these hours and then practice and then it's homework but college is so um, it's so different and you you also obviously don't have your parents having yeah. you sit down and and you know, do your homework. You don't have that anymore. You All you have is yourself to really motivate you and, and to go to class, to get up for class. I had to stop scheduling 8 a.m. because I kept, I was just, I, I just told you I'm a night owl, so I kept sleeping through them because I wouldn't wake up, and, and like, that was my own fault, so I had to manage that. I had to try to schedule 9 a.m. classes instead of always 8 a.m. classes because that just fit better for my life style at the time and, and just my habits I guess my yeah. even if they were bad habits but just time management more than everything anything um I think I just you really had to and I was I was blessed with um a friend group and the girls in my age that played at Bridgewater mm-hmm. um like my roommate and all my friends we were all really on board with our like with our school mm-hmm. work so we were all kind of on the same page we would we would get together and study together and yeah. that was really helpful honestly was to have to be surrounded by girls that were just encouraging and and we kind of helped each other in that way and kept up with each other almost help kept each other accountable in a way um with our schoolwork but yeah just time management man it's it really is so essential when it comes to college and, and yeah. playing a collegiate athlete it's a big deal whenever I finish the podcast whatever like <clears throat> I will have the best time management skills on this earth because I've had literally 17 different collegiate and professional athletes tell me that time management is important. Everyone? Never be late, ever. (laughs) Yes. Oh, yeah. Ever, ever, ever. I still... I I already hate being late, so... Yes. I was about to say, I still say to this day, I'm a... Um, I'm definitely more punctual mm-hmm. on the, the more punctual side when yeah. it comes to time management, even like getting places on time. So I always will tell people, yes, my, you know, if we were late in college, we would run and that's not yeah. a joke. Like we would, I remember for lifting, we'd have 630 AM lift. Um, and it was, it was like the biggest deal. Like we could not be late. And so yeah. I remember, um, so I, I remember when someone was late and my coach would count every minute that they were late was 
like a, it was called they were called 88s but it was run it was a running mm-hmm. it was a fitness um kind of punishment but every minute that they were late was an 88 that we would run and it was just like oh it, it hurts to think about still yeah. <laughs> i already like i hate being late for stuff it makes me so anxious yes and like i love my dad but he's always late for stuff no and i think with that like okay i'm never gonna be late as an adult like yeah. i i just can't Yes. And, well, even my, my husband, Hugo, you know Hugo. He Whoa. is... <coughs> I'm good, sorry. My voice just... No, died. you're good. Hugo is very late all the time. My husband is Mexican. He um, he functions on Mexican time, which is very late all the time. Um, so it's something that, you know, we're working through. But, but sometimes I drive my own car, and that's how it's going to be, you know, because I don't want to be late. Gotta get the... Best of both worlds, the yes. most punctual and the least punctual. I know, yeah, that's right. We balance each other out well. Hugo also seems like someone, like, if he's late, he's like, come on, like, it's only a couple minutes. Like, he's not like, <laughs> yes. you're like, we have to go. Don't get me started. Makes me, makes my blood boil. But yes, you're right. I can see, like, the forehead vein possibly. <laughs> I know. Oh, you're exposing me. They can't see me, Paige. Like, don't, don't expose me like that. Um, were there things that you, like, ever missed out on growing up? Uh, while you're pursuing athletics? Sure, yeah. Instantly, I think of um, my husband and I, we serve in, in ministry um, with uh, with our church. So um, Katie here today would want Katie back then to be more involved in church, honestly. Like I missed a lot of, I was in my youth group at the time, but there was just so many weekends where I was out of town. And um, I think looking back, um, you know, I think I, I would have loved to just do, to be more involved in my church. Mm-hmm. I think another thing that I think of is um, is prom. <laughs> it sounds like a cliche answer, but I remember when I did go to prom, I had to leave early, kind of, because I had a game in the morning, and it just was, um, I don't know. I think I don't regret it. I don't think I would use that word, but there definitely were things that were yeah. sacrificed um, in order to really be plugged in and fully all in for for soccer mm-hmm. absolutely and i mean like i missed refuge connect which i yeah. was so sad about but i missed it for a tournament yes and i was like come on i can't go to camp either it's so, really yeah sad. it's so real Ugh. but camp isn't for soccer that's because i'm at the beach oh okay, so at least okay. it's not like i'm just at home the whole time the truth comes out yes <laughs> this is why Paige was in camp no it's okay we will miss you but but it, it is a sacrifice. I'm going to get an angry email from the church. No, People no, no. your Absolutely vacation. Not. No, no. Family vacation is important. Um, what are pieces of advice that have stuck with you through your life and sports? Oh, gosh. Yeah. This is um, this is something I was, I was just thinking. Uh, there's just so much. Like, even it's overwhelming to think about just all the memories and all the yeah. all the things that I learned, and there's just so much. So I'm, like, I'm like shifting, sifting through the, the memories in my mind. But I think one of the biggest things that I say all the time still, like, I, I was thinking about it, and last week I said this to someone. Mm-hmm. Um, at Bridgewater, we had core values. We had, I believe it was 10 or 11 core values that we um, 
lived by uh, at Bridgewater and as the the women's soccer team and the, the culture that we were um, trying to create that my coach was really creating. So we, we had these core values and, and we joke about it now because we, at the drop of a hat, he would want us to be able to name them all. So it's mm-hmm. almost like stressful. I still I remember most of them because he needed, he wanted us to really remember. Yeah. And, and, you know, we would literally run if, if, if we couldn't remember all of them. But one of them that sticks out to me is um, control the controllables. That was one of our core values. So and I think I've found it so applicable to to a lot of life. Um, and what, I guess, in the soccer context, control the controllables would be um, in a game, per se. You can control certain things, and you can't control certain things. Yeah. You can control your attitude. You can control the amount of effort that you're putting forward. Um, and I think, you know, that was so important for you to to realize that those things we can we need to worry about those things for mostly we can't really control what the other team does we can't fully control what the referee does as much as we would like to and um so I think controlling the controllables has been something that stuck with me for a long time in life um Mm -hmm. you know you you can control certain things in life you can't always control what circumstances are are happening around you but you can same similarly you can control your attitude you can control um, you know, how you respond to things. I was about to say yeah, that. Yeah, you could, yeah, so I think that's honestly what sticks out the most and what I've found myself repeating and kind of clinging on to the most. Yeah. Um, you were talking about how you have so many memories as an athlete yes. and, like, shifting through all of those. Could you tell me one of your favorites? Oh, just one. Or you can pick multiple. <laughs> no, I'm just we kidding. We have time. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I would love to. I think... Um, I think the biggest one, if I was to pick one, my sister and I, I, my sister played, um, soccer and basketball with me. We played together. She was one year younger than me. Um, so we, especially in high school, we were on the same teams a lot of the time. And so one of my favorite, most favorite memories is, um, my sister was taking a corner kick and this was against, um, I believe it was against Holly Springs High School. That's where my cousins go. Oh, cool. Holly Springs, shout out. Um, it was against Holly Springs. It was one of the last minute or something um and my sister took a corner kick and I headed it and scored so I I just thought like you know the sister connection Mm -hmm. I I thought that was just that's something that sticks out that I always like to to talk about and um being able to share that with your sister seems like it'd be so awesome yes yeah there are honestly tons of moments but that's one that like really pops out in my head and and then I think another one would be at Bridgewater, our senior year. Um, we just had an incredible year. This is not one single memory necessarily, but yeah. I just have such um, really <coughs> sweet memories looking back on my senior year at Bridgewater. Uh, it sounds probably cliche, but we it was the best year that we had had in my career. And um, I think it was probably the best I've felt in my life, like just physically. And, mm-hmm. and we were really performing at our peak, which is always the goal, you know, but... Um, we ended up going to the, um, we were in the ODAC, the Old Dominion Athletic Conference, which is mainly schools, um, Division three schools in Virginia. There's a couple in North Carolina, including, um, I think, Guilford. But um, we were playing in our, the ODAC championship, so our conference championship, and we, we ended up losing in overtime. So it didn't, I know, oh. <laughs> it stinks, it still stinks. We didn't end up necessarily with the result that we would have hoped for, but it's still... I don't know. It still is just so special to, to just think about that fall season, my senior year. Yeah. I mean, even, like, they want to say that you got 
to that yeah. point where you could have won the conference championship. Yeah. And, like, you put your best foot forward, that's enough. Absolutely. Like, we wa- we lost our tournament final last fall. No. In PKs. No. It was our first time ever doing PKs in a oh. game. Like, I mean, we'd, we'd take penalty kicks, but, like, when it came down to PKs. Heartbreaking. And it was rough. But, I mean, honestly, like, it was, we had already beaten that team the weekend, that, like, the day before, and mm-hmm. we had to play them again because of the way the bracket worked, and it was like, come on. Treacherous. Ugh, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> it's fine. It was a great weekend. <laughs> Good. And we, it was, like, an undefeated season, and I personally don't count that as a loss because mm. it was in PKs, and we were tied in overtime. So. P- who does PKs anymore, honestly? I know they do it in, like, the World Cup, but whatever. Yeah. It's just, cares. it's heartbreaking. I, that, that's by far, I, I think, the worst way to lose. Right, you know, I, I would rather lose, like, I don't know, 6 nothing than to lose, like, last minute at PKs. I yeah. don't know. Maybe that's controversial, but it's just so, so tough. That was our second tournament final that year that had gone down to overtime. But uh, in the other one, we had come from being down 3-0 at halftime, and then we won 4-3. Mm. But it was a rough game. But we were hoping to be able to do that in our other game. Yeah. It just didn't work out. And it, it is cliche to say, but it's sports are so much more than winning and losing mm-hmm. it sometimes it doesn't feel like that but like I don't know another random memory is we used to play um I used to play intramurals a lot and at Bridgewater we had an intramural soccer indoor soccer league mm-hmm. um and it was co-ed so we got to play with our friends um with a lot of the guys team and it was just like it was the most fun like we we ended up winning those games but even if if we didn't like um I don't know. I think the the memories of just playing and and having this. I remember even at practice sometimes just having this feeling where everything else in the world would disappear mm-hmm. for however long I got to play, and and it was like so life giving and and so. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's really hard to describe that that feeling, but it just it's like yeah, nothing else mattered, and you just got to go out and run your heart out, and, and yeah, I just had so much fun just playing, honestly. Mm-hmm. And something that's huge for me is like. I would, so I really haven't been playing soccer that long. Like, it's not, I mean, I'm good enough to be on my club team, but it's not, like, in way far in the future. But yeah. something that's, like, been so important with me joining this new team is the friends that I have on the team. And mm-hmm. I was lucky enough, like, I tried out for the team. I already knew one or maybe both of the coaches and I had so many friends that were already on the team and that's yeah. why I was like oh wait I can actually try out and if I make it then I'm not like alone and starting all over again mm-hmm. and that has been so important yes. to me it's and it's like my team is just so close and obviously we get frustrated with things that happen during the game but we'll yeah. be playing other teams and they're like yelling at each other to fix stuff and we're like that's not helpful no, yeah. at all yeah Gosh, yeah, you're so right. The relationships that you create. I was never any good at tennis or anything, but but I also just truly loved being a part of a team. That's mm-hmm. that sounds so cheesy, but it was such a pull for me. Like to yes, to have these these relationships and and to fight together. Another mm-hmm. one of our core values I remember was, um, oh gosh, I'm literally blanking on it. But it was like that you're oh, a you part have of. To run if you I know, I know. I'm I'm gonna have to run. Oh. Coach Van Horn, don't listen to this, please. I uh, I, th- I think it was, you have to remember that you're a part of something bigger than yourself. That's mm-hmm. what it was. 
That's always a good one. Yes. So just remembering, yeah, that you're you're fighting for not only for you, but for the girls next to you, for your coach, for the legacy of, of who came before you and who's going to come after you. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah, I, I eat that stuff up. That's, it's so important to remember that. And, like, also something that's bigger than yourself, like playing club soccer growing up. So I actually think if you played for Castle and, like, a TFC, that's what it's called, right? Yeah. So that was part of the merge under NCFC. So that's yes. a club that I play for now. Yes. And I'm actually, like, an ambassador for the club, so I do social media stuff for them. What? I didn't know and this. It's, it's very good that's when awesome. this happened. Yeah. But it's so awesome, like, being able to see all of the connections through the club and stuff. Yes. And it's, like, the largest youth to pro club in the country so wow. it's very supportive they have like a player pathway where you can go from playing rec to challenge then classic yeah and all the different levels there oh that's cool and then there's like a academy and then you can play f- like it feeds into the courage and yeah. it's the same for the boys yeah and you feed into ncfc and it's so cool like seeing all of that happen I have heard of this NCFC. I'm see. I'm too old. I'm I'm 27 now. I'm too. I was too old to play for NCFC. But I know. Yeah, I have some some like family friends mm-hmm. and obviously you and and. There are definitely some people at our church that play for NCFC. Yeah, yeah. So I I think that's so cool. I didn't. I had no idea you were doing that. Though. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you like it? It's really fun. But I also like just started a couple yeah. weeks ago. But, like, I get to go help out at a Courage game and do wow. something with, like, an awards night. I don't know. It's going to be a fun experience. you got to sure. tell me how it goes. I will. I love it. And I think the, like, it's on their website now who's the ambassadors for this year, but I think they'll post about it on Instagram at some point yeah. soon. I'm not really sure. So cool. I love that. And we, obviously, we talked about it during Icebreakers, but this is, like, I have one question after this, and that's, like, my most important question. Okay. But this one... Are there any significant female athletes in your life or that you heard of growing up that drew you to pursue athletics? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mia Hamm, for sure, for sure. That's, she's like the earliest memory mm-hmm. of, of someone that I remember looking up to. And I I love, I loved watching her. And um, even some of the, like, Bra- I think of Brandy Chastain, mm-hmm. too, that, you know, the I love famous. to go back and watch her old Yes, games. yes, all these um, that I remember growing up, and just, they were, like, at their prime at that time, mm-hmm. so just looking up to them, and even my mom, my mom played soccer, too, so I, and, and my dad, especially, I looked up to my dad a lot, and I, that's probably not, she, he's not a female athlete, but I, um, I get that a lot on here, a lot of girls look really? up to their dad, and I think that's also something that's important to acknowledge, is, like, yeah. parents that, it doesn't have to be a mom. It can be the dad who inspire their children to go after it. Yes. Yeah. yeah, as long as I can remember, and even all the way through college, I would, you know, I'd always call my dad and kind of debrief with him. You know, this is what's going on, and um, I'm thinking about this. You know, there's always things that you're maybe, like, stressed about or mm-hmm. that you're worried about, you're thinking about. So I just remember always being, looking up to him in, in a lot of ways, and um, and he was another one of, he was my coach. I have to shout him out as one of the other coaches in my life that was just so influential. He, he coached me when I was in challenge at Kessel. So, um, yeah, just my dad. And um, even some of the female athletes now I just looked up, look up to so much. Um, I think Carly Lloyd was a big one, too. I was so kind of, um, she was... I remember this is such a unique memory, but I remember I was working my first job at a pizza parlor, 
and the World Cup game was on when she scored all those goals. Oh my Do you gosh, remember the this? In the World Cup yes, final. where she scored from literally midfield, and I'm like. I'm, like, taking people's pizza orders. I'm, like, yeah, yeah, but I'm, like, peeking around. My family had come to watch the game because we had a TV inside mm-hmm. the pizza parlor. So, like, I'm, I'm like, trying to do a good job, but I'm, like, Carly Lloyd is scoring all these goals. Right? Like, I'm, I was trying to keep calm, but I, that was such a, you know, a unique re- memory. I remember mm-hmm. that happening. So That's, like, the first <coughs> um, specific time that I can remember watching a soccer game. Really? Actually, like, the first specific memory is the U.S.'s semifinal game before that game yes. against Germany. Yes. And I just remember because at the time I didn't know who she was, but Alexandra Pop, who's, like, one of the best German soccer players of all time, For and Kelly sure. O'Hara. No, it wasn't Kelly O'Hara. It was Morgan Bryan. Mm-hmm. They, like, had a collision or something, and I just specifically remember that moment. Yeah. But I, obviously, like, I watched soccer before that. My parents would put on, like, when they won the Olympic Games in 2012. Yes. Um, I'm sure I watched that when it was on, but after that, I had, like, a short obsession with Alex Morgan, and my friends will argue with me on this, but (laughs) it was short then, and then it happened again in fifth and sixth grade, and it was really bad in fifth and sixth grade. Really bad. obsessed. (laughs) But we did this thing in second grade, so it was, like, the year after the World Cup, I think? Mm -hmm. Yeah, 2016, I would have been second grade. Yeah. Um, Wow. (laughs) Little second grade page. I have a video of it somewhere, but I dressed up as Alex Morgan <laughs> for a Guess Who's Coming to Dinner party. Stop. It was like a Thanksgiving thing, and we had to pick an American who inspired us, and I was like, yes. Alex Morgan. Oh, wow. So I wore my cousin's stuff, because I wasn't playing soccer at the time. That's amazing. You're unlocking all these memories. Okay, I was I was a soccer player, like, I think two or three different Halloweens that I'm now remembering. I had a soccer Barbie, like, that was... I have an Alex Morgan Barbie. Yes! I remember, I was a soccer Barbie girl. I, like, I remember the, her leg would, like, it would come back, and you could click a button in the back of her back, and it, it would, and she would, like, her leg would swing forward, and she would kick the ball. My brother got me one for my birthday, like, as a joke, because that was when I really liked Alex Morgan, but I still have it. Hold on. Yes, I need to see this. These are some interesting pictures, because (laughs) they're from sixth grade. Oh, yeah, show me. Show Mm -hmm. me all the things. Maybe. If I have it, I'll look for it, and I can definitely show you. No, that sounds good. But, yes, I still have my Alex Morgan (laughs) buddy. That's amazing. That's so true. Like... I, I'm thinking about it too. I used to, my dad used to encourage me to watch players that were in my position. Mm-hmm. So I would always be looking for, whether it was women's players or men's players, um, I played midfield a lot and then I played some center back too mm-hmm. um, in different seasons uh, on different teams. But I remember looking for specific players that played those positions. Like I can think about a couple men's players recently that in college that I used to just like watch all their games and, and just try and honestly to pick up things and just watch their movements and that's probably nerdy a soccer nerd thing of me to say but I Again, loved like, doing that too. None of my teammates are like into soccer and I'm like I could literally name so many soccer players no, that that's I look so up cool. to so if I can't answer the question who your favorite soccer player is because I really don't You're overwhelmed an with so many answers yeah, yeah. no that's good. But I, on my club team, I think I've played every position on the field except for goalkeeper. Wow. Versatile. A versatile queen. (laughs) (laughs) Mainly left and right mid. Yeah. But, like, when I first started playing with my club team, I would play, like, right or left forward. And then I switched to midfield. 
And then it's like if someone's hurt or we have people yes. that are out, my coach will just be like, "Hey, Faith, can you just play here for a couple minutes before we can the sub?" Okay, that's such a compliment, though. I know you're probably like, "I wish I could just stay in one spot," but I feel like that's such a compliment for your coach to feel and trust you enough to put you yeah. in all these different places. That's Thank cool. Thank you. <laughs> well, the thing, the only thing for me is like I don't really care. Like, obviously, I feel more comfortable in certain positions, but I do get really nervous. Like, yeah. I played a whole tournament as a defender, yeah. and I was so nervous. It's different. It it's different back there. I don't there. feel like defense is my strong suit, but my coach felt good enough to put me back there, so mm. I'm like, okay, I guess I can do it. Um, and, I mean, I was fine, but it was it just made me super anxious. It's <laughs> different. Yeah, it's a different mindset for sure. All right, now this is, like, the question that I base my podcast around. Ooh. And I've... Don't be bad if you don't have an answer because okay. I get a lot of people and they're like, really? I don't have an answer to this. Yeah. And it's a good thing that they don't, but if they do, it's great to like share that story. Yeah. So are there any adversities that you've had to overcome as a female athlete specifically? <clears throat> I'll be honest. I, I'm thankful to say this, but I, I struggled to really think of something, which like you said, is like, that's a good thing. Um, I think... Something that came to mind, though, I remember being in high school and being in weight training class. Mm -hmm. And I was one of maybe four or five girls. We would have, like, a squad of a couple of us in in each class. So I remember being in this weightlifting class with, it was, you know, all these guys, but then just a couple girls. So that was maybe a moment where I felt the most, um, like, insecure or felt Mm -hmm. maybe... I don't know that they were making fun of us, but they kind of looked, I feel like the guys maybe looked at us like, what are you doing in here? Um, yeah. But it just was so good. I I can't even describe how good it was for for my my game personally and just for, for me to, that was the first time I had st- really stepped foot in a weight room like that. And then, you know, when, when you step into the college, uh, the collegiate realm, you're going twice a week, you know, you're going even more in the off season, so... I feel like maybe that was a mindset I had to really like build up my confidence to be to feel like I had the authority to to be in there, which is like a silly thing to say. But um, I mean, maybe then was one of the times. But even in college, I can't I can't really think of of a time where I had to had to kind of like struggle with um, or had to you know overcome adversity, which I'm so thankful to say. Um, yeah. I remember. In college, uh, at Bridgewater, we, we were a small school. We were kind of a, a big portion of our student body was athletes. So we had a really cool culture of going to support each other. So I, I remember moments where, you know, our whole guys' tennis team or our whole, like, a bunch of our friends would always be so great to come in and support us. So for the most part, I feel like I've just had an incredible experience. And, I, I again, it, it's I feel lucky to say I, I'm sure it I'm – I'm maybe the the minority when it comes to this, but I didn't. I don't feel like I had to overcome <coughs> these incredible things, you know. Yeah, and I think like I couldn't say that I have anything too specific, but like just growing up as like a in middle school. Yeah. Especially in Garner, in North Carolina. Sure. In the South. Yeah. Football is supreme. Yes. Basketball is supreme. You're right. And it's just hard, like, it's hard for all sports in general, but especially girls' sports. Yeah. Um, especially ones that share seasons with football. Yeah. You're just very overlooked. And I 
I get really frustrated with stuff like that. Sure. Um, especially like last fall, it was really rough. Like we, our middle school soccer team was not the best, mm. and we lost our first game. And there were a lot of the football team that was making comments about it, and mm. it was like we lost seven zero. So they would include those numbers in every conversation that we had the day mm-hmm. after. And it's just like, the thing is, when they lose, no one bats an eye. Yeah. But, I don't know. No, you're it's just wrong. Like, you're not wrong. And things like that. It's also hard for me, because like, I love my middle school. And I obviously like found a way to thrive in this environment, which is something my mom says all the time. Yeah. But... It's still, like, really hard sometimes. And even with, like, I play softball in the spring, so I have practice in 30 minutes. And it's, like, the baseball team has two or three jerseys. Mm -hmm. We don't have enough for our whole team to have one right now. And it's just, like, these little things that need to change for everything. For sure. For everyone to be able to play at their best. For sure. Yeah, this is maybe silly for me to say, but I... I don't know. I, tr- I even try my best personally to, to be sure to support myself. You know, the, I have all these incredible uh, young women and, and girls that I get to, you know, because of what I get to do in ministry, I get to support and, and really um, to come to, you know, games like yours or co- go to see, um, you know, to support some of our seniors maybe that are that are graduating, you know, and, and they, they play all sorts of things. They run track. And mm-hmm. so... Um, I think personally, I get that so much. Yeah, I, I I try to just support as best I can. Go to women's yeah. sports. Go to go to see them. Be excited. I'm crazy. I like to yell and scream. But you know, when I, if I come to one of your games, I'm probably gonna be like Paige. I'll, I'll be screaming. And Palmer but, too. You can't forget about yes, her. and Palmer. There. Absolutely. But you're so right. It it's um it can be discouraging mm-hmm. to see, you know, a crowd full of of you know all these students in a big student section and yeah um for for all these these guys games but um I don't know I I'd, I'd love to see that change just like yeah. I'm sure you would and so I personally I'm I'm standing with you know with a big sign with in the front row for for as many women's games that I can yeah in my you know in my community and and but it's impo- it's a big thing it's definitely a, a talking point yeah. I just think it's like it just needs to be talked about, like you yeah. said, it's a talking point. Yeah. And just, like, it's going to take a while. Like, it's not yeah. going to change overnight. Sure. But it's so funny to me because I have, like, social media for the podcast. And the other day I just clicked on, I got a notification from a video I had posted. It was about, I was talking about how people always say that no one even watches women's sports. Mm. And this guy commented, I don't care enough to watch women's sports. I didn't mm. say anything back. Yeah. But I was like... But you cared enough to watch a video and comment about it. It was, it's just like, if people make so many comments about, like, well, nobody cares. Like, no one wants to go to this. Like, one, I don't care that you commented that. And two, you clearly cared enough to leave a comment about yeah. it or to make your opinion known about it. Right. It's just like, it's a hard balance. And I think we're going to have to see, so like, us supporting mm-hmm. female athletes around us, like, going to small college games around us, going yeah. to middle and high school games around us. Like, that's the thing that we're going to have to see happen. Yeah. But it's also, like, I see it personally, like you said, with being at football games and seeing stands full. Like, I go to the football games at high schools 
but I don't go. I don't go to their women's soccer games. I don't yeah. go to their softball games. It's just it's hard, and it's gonna change is coming, but yeah. it's gonna be coming for a while. Well, and I, shout out to you, Paige, because I think what you're doing here with this, like that's that's pushing in the right direction. You're creating these relationships with with you know all these athletes that stay in different places and. And so you, you're you creating these relationships, and, and now you're probably going to go see their games, you know? And, yeah. And that makes me, as a listener, like, I was listening, and I was like, oh, I want to go. I, I grew up a state fan, so, I, so I'm so i a big state person, but, like, I want to go see Carolina play. I want to see mm-hmm. just these incredible, like, athletes, women's athletes. I This is random, but I, I've been following a lot of the women's um, basketball this year, mm-hmm. like, just seeing clips yeah. of, of all these incredible coaches and incredible athletes and you know they're in the middle of March Madness now so I'm just I'm keeping up a little bit yeah but just um just getting excited just getting excited and um I think like you said there's going to be there's going to be people that are going to try and belittle that but I just see people like you and people um women like you that are that are encouraging and that, that are speaking life into into women's sports yes speak life yes speaking life and 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 just empowering um just these voices of these women's athletes i think that's what you're doing is creating like such a change i really do thank you it means a lot like that's like you asked me earlier before we started you were asking if this is what i want to do and i'm like yes this is what i want to do and like we talked about a refuge last night like obviously we don't make our own plans but i truly feel like this is all lined up so perfectly. Like, yeah. there has to be a reason why this is happening. Sure. Like, I can just feel like I'm going to do something with this. Like, yeah. it's not just a, this is a project that I randomly started in seventh grade. No, like, this is what I want to do. Yeah, I can, to do. I can see it in your eyes. Yeah, the God is calling you to this, to this sphere, this, um, and I can see the, like you said, the passion and the just the excitement behind what you're doing. It's just so cool. I'm just thankful. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of I'm course, just so thank excited. Thank you for coming. It's been so awesome. And like I said, like you're so well spoken. Oh my I was gosh. Like, She's gonna be perfect for so. this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no. I don't know it's gotta that. be like that perfect combination. They can talk, but they don't talk the whole time. Too much. Oh gosh. Yeah. I know. No. This is my first time doing anything like this. So I'm just. Now you can say you've been on a podcast. I know, what in the world? I'm going to send it to everyone I know. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Yes, so that concludes our episode. Thank you so much for joining me. That was so awesome. I love you. And everyone, make sure to follow Her Story Podcast Official on Instagram and TikTok and at herstorypod underscore on Twitter. Sorry, I just changed my Twitter. I'm trying to make sure that's the same thing. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, Thank you everyone for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Bye, guys.